In late 2023, the governor announced an overhaul of the state's Office of Faith-Based Community Development and Services, launching the newly empowered Office of Faith and Nonprofit Development Services, which is designed to uplift vulnerable New Yorkers and connect communities with state funding opportunities. The office is also intended to work closely with the State Interfaith Council. For more on this initiative, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room studio by Cara Washington, director of the new Faith Office. Welcome to the show, Cara, and congrats on the job. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, for starters, I'm curious, what were you doing before you took the helm of this new office? And what was appealing about the role of a director at the Faith and Nonprofit Development Services Office? Prior to walking into this role, I was working for New York Theological Seminary under the wonderful leadership of Dr. Lakeisha Walren. And it was a joy to develop programs, new initiatives, as well as make sure the enrollment was going well. At the time, we were working to build out new projects to help faith leaders. And it was a wonderful journey. As I ventured out to come into this particular role, it was a primary interest as I saw during my time at New York Theological Seminary, faith leaders trying to navigate spaces with government and not knowing really how to go about the grant process, how to develop new initiatives and programs that could really help their community outside of their church or their synagogue or things like that. And so it became of primary concern. And so when I saw that this was an opportunity, what do you do? You apply, you see how it goes. And I am definitely grateful to Governor Hogel for this opportunity to sit in this seat. Were you skeptical at all about entering government in this capacity? And if you were, what about, say, maybe the interviews or speaking with the governor might have addressed any concerns you had? My feelings towards government has always been an open thought process. I have seen my father, my grandfather... They are both preachers, and I've seen them navigate this space, and it's a particular nuanced space, but it is definitely able to be possible, able to be done and done well, where it maintains the differentiation between faith and government. So the office is billed as a reimagining of a previous institution. So what do you see as the potential significant changes from the past? I think that it is of great enthusiasm that this office now has the opportunity to provide grant funding to faith and non-for-profits. The governor has given over $5 million to this office to reinvigorate it and find new and innovative ways in which that we can bridge and, and find convergent spaces. And so I think that that is one of the biggest upheavals. I think that also, as we are finding out through our county tours, that we're realizing that the faith community extends to a broad group of people. They are developing food pantries. They're developing clothing opportunities. There are so many things that our faith leaders are doing to service their community. And finding ways that they can have accessibility to other resources is a great new thing that is happening with the office. Yeah, you mentioned, say, food pantries, there's also housing and a variety of services that faith-based organizations provide in their communities. So moving forward, do you think there is an opportunity to dramatically scale up the services that they're providing? Are there other institutions that aren't providing services that could be? How do you think of the opportunities moving forward? I think that there's definitely an opportunity to scale up as people 
do one-to-ones and figure out actually what is happening around them. I think that as people explore what is going on in their localized communities, they can find ways in which that they can actually help every New Yorker and serve as a facilitator and conduit for the many resources that already exist and create new and innovative ways to develop more. And in terms of threading that needle that you sort of mentioned earlier, our First Amendment in the Constitution highlights that sort of separation between church and state. But for more than 200 years, we've had politicians and elected leaders who have either talked about uh, their personal faith or have advanced uh, some sort of faith-based initiatives, often tied to Christianity. So what do you see as the narrow line that you have to walk here? Well, we strongly believe in the separation of church and state. This office is not about forcing New Yorkers to believe or worship a certain way. It's about using community groups to strengthen relationships and collaboration across the state. I've seen many churches, synagogues, mosques that have been inspired by their faith to take action in their community. And so we're ready to work with them and bring people together in the non-denominational effort. Yeah, what does it look like to have, say, non-denominational food pantries or non-denominational housing services? Does that just mean everybody who's providing those services from a faith-based organization needs to, like, take down all the Star of Davids and the crosses in the facility? Or what, what does it actually mean to have a non-denominational nonprofit in that capacity? So many of our faith organizations that are already providing these resources, it's not that they are targeting their specific group, but they are open to every member of the community. And it's about really knowing that it is present in your community and you have access to it. Um, Not so much with them having to take anything down or deny who they are, but really show that they are providing these resources to everyone. Well, conversely, then, what if people might be uncomfortable receiving services from an institution? Do there need to be alternatives or do those people need to, I guess, suck it up for lack of a better term and say, this is what's available in your community. You're going to have to go to this institution for help. I believe that there are alternatives. A lot of times it is about knowledge and knowing that these things are available to you and, you know, making people feel comfortable and making people feel welcome. Another component of this reimagined office is the state's interfaith council. What is your expectation for this group? And is this an area where you will be taking advice from them or providing input to those faith leaders around the state? How do you envision working together or working with them? We are working to collaborate with them as they find out new ways in which government and faith is intertwined to find out what localized communities are actually doing. We are going to have a wonderful partnership. It is not underneath the Office of Faith and Not-for-Profit, but it is a collaborative effort in which we can all learn and grow from each other. And in your capacity, who do you report to? Who is your office under? My office is under the Department of State with Secretary Robert Rodriguez, and it is a joy to be able to collaborate with what DOS is doing and align our plans with theirs. And 
have you talked with the secretary about his expectations for you? Have you had conversations about faith? What, what sort of relationship are you developing with, I guess, your boss? <laughs> I do have conversations with him often to make sure that we are constantly aligned and that he knows everything that is happening with the office and what the next steps are, what we seek to do. Um, also, what we can collaborate with the Department of State to get done. And moving forward, where do you feel like the office is right now in terms of its full implementation? Is everything up and running or are you staffed up or, or is there some more work to be done in that side of things? Well, currently the office is hiring um, and that's on state jobs. Anybody can go and apply. Uh, we welcome all people. And so we're taking on that initiative at this time to, to further staff up to ensure that this office is capable of doing the work and actually delivering tangibles that we have accomplished, that we are seeking to accomplish, and plan for future initiatives and programs. And you mentioned that the office is going to be responsible for getting grants out the door to nonprofits. So when do you envision that happening? Are you already overseeing the distribution of funding? Um, we're currently working on that RFP process so that people can know that it's there, it's present, and it is accessible to them. And once we get that going, it'll be out there for anybody to have access to it. And in terms of the distribution of funding, is it important for you to try to help maybe smaller faith-based organizations navigate this process? Because I have to imagine players like the Catholic Church, which have large institutions, might have more personnel, say, to help file uh, paperwork so that they can compete for something like this. We are seeking and hoping to make sure that our smaller institutions do know that the grant funding is there. And so we are trying to make sure that they have all of the resources that they need, guides to just help them navigate that space in place so that they can have an equitable way to gain access to this funding. Well, we've been speaking with Cara Washington. They are the director of the state's newly empowered Office of Faith and Nonprofit Development Services. Cara, thank you so much for visiting us in the studio. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate you. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by New York State United Teachers, a statewide union of nearly 700,000 professionals in education and health care.